right, ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I hope you enjoyed that uh, return to Indian summers. I'm delighted to be able to introduce you this evening to some of the actors that you've just seen. Uh, in the middle, we have the creator and writer Paul Rutzman. Um, and next to me, Henry Lloyd Hughes, who plays Ralph Whelan, of course. And then we have Nikesh Patel, who plays Arfin Dalal. And then Aisha Kala, who plays Sunni Dalal. So welcome, everybody. Um, I'm going to start with Paul, if yep. that's OK. We've moved on three years, yep. haven't we? Um, most of the major characters that we've seen have been through a pretty major life change, a marriage or a pregnancy and so on. Was that very deliberate to hit the ground running in that, in that sense? Um, yeah, I think it was always the intention with the show that we were uh, kind of reaching for a bigger scale and for a long period, you know, a big time scale uh, and to play the series as a, as a kind of saga, a chronicle. Um, and one of the great... Well, the fun and the challenge uh, for me and for, for all of us was uh, kind of managing those big jumps, you know. Um, and uh, I think that the, the first series ended with a lot of characters at crossroads of different kinds. Um, and I think what we wanted to do was really lengthen our stride and uh, hopefully for the, the loyal audience coming back to it, they would enjoy seeing all the changes and playing catch-up with... Uh, um, you know, uh, we left uh, Afrin at a point where he was profoundly disenchanted with his great friend and protector, Ralph, uh, and, uh, you know, swearing his allegiance to uh, uh, nationalists who were in favour of violence. And now we find him, he's uh, an agent, he's a terrorist in the midst of who knows what. Uh, similarly with uh, Ralph, he's now married with another child. Uh, the, the son who he, who he was in denial about in the first series, he's now brought into the house as his houseboy. Uh, and the great... Um, <laughs> You know, God knows what's going on over there. And the, um, uh, uh, Awkwardness and ensues. Awkward, <laughs> awkward silence. And, uh, um, yeah, and, and the great job, the great uh, prospect of his life becoming the next Viceroy. This is the summer where that all happens. And similarly, uh, with your character, with Sunni, you know, when we left her, she was frustrated. Um, uh, she wanted to become a lawyer. She didn't know how. She's now, uh, as we will discover in later episodes, uh, gone to the Bombay Royal College of Law and got a degree in record time uh, and is struggling <laughs> to get a job, struggling to find a purchase and be uh, smart and, uh, you know, enabled in 1930s India, which isn't straightforward for a young woman. Um, so I think that was the intention. And similarly, on a, on a kind of wider political scale, we, you know, there were long wilderness years, you know, in, in India and in India's quest for nationalists. For, 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 for nationhood and for independence. Um, and I think we've always been told uh, uh, in the West um, the story of Gandhi, and we have, we have one tale of, uh, of this, this journey to independence, which is non-violence, uh, and then suddenly the chaos of partition, uh, which is a sort of contradiction that we can't quite make sense of. And I think when you look into it, actually, there were, it was a, it was a, a more fractious uh, uh, pursuit um, and at this point, you know, we're, we're showing that actually there was, there, was, uh, there was another route to nationalism through violence, through the figures like Chandra Bose later on and Bhagat Singh. Uh, and this is very much what we're picking up on here. Mm -hmm. And so it's a mixture of terrorism and, and uh, uh, people, you know, and, and Gandhi's spirit of turn the other cheek and, you know, peaceful thing. And so the, I think the chaos of that and the kind of breakup of that is something we really wanted to, uh, you know, explore uh, and so there's a, there's, a, there's a warmer temperature this year. It's a bit more yeah. of a thriller. Yeah. Well, we've already seen the dynamite. Yeah. We've seen some explosions in, in that teaser there. <clears throat> what happens when you're writing the series? Do you go to sort of the, the exec producer and say, well, I, I'd like to do a bomb, I'd like to do a fire, can I do all of this stuff? How does that work? <laughs> all in episode one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, um, uh, the exec producer there it's is like Charlie. Cluedo. It's like Cluedo. <laughs> there's a certain number of tools that you're allowed to use yes. in the series, and he has to allocate them in episodes. 
Yeah, basically. Um, uh, <laughs> Did you have quite a free reign when it came to the... To the yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, you know, um, I think, you know, Charlie's in uh, Charlie Patterson, the except producer down here, he's in favour of, of violence and blood, <laughs> bloodshed at any point. So, you know, uh, on, on screen as well. And, and so that, that um, you know, I, I, to be honest, when we first sat down and discussed this show, uh, I, you know, there were a few pages on the back of an envelope, which was... The plan, a lot of which I would quite like to go back and see. We stuck to in terms of the years, uh, and I think this sort of sense that we've we've both had on our journey through the show of just trying to sort of uh, turn the gas up, turn the heat up mm -hmm. as we go on. And so I think it's very much the intention that we put that kind of uh, danger and that sort of other side, that rather darker side of national discussion, at the centre of this second series. So yeah, so uh, I think we were all bang up for that. And does that pace remain throughout the next few episodes? Uh, it does. I mean, it's a, a ten episodes. It's a journey. And actually, one of the pleasures of having a slightly longer run than, than, than I guess, you uh, conventionally have on British TV is that you can... Uh, not every episode has to feel the same. It's not the same burger every week, you know? Um, and so some episodes are much more domestic. Uh, others are out-and-out -out thrillers, um, you know, and others are, are more romantic. Um, and so I think, you know, what we're trying to do is juggle all those flavours and explore this quite big community of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we can talk about some individual characters. Henry, can we start with you? Yeah, what, sure. We find Ralph, obviously, he's married now, he has a child, as you say, but his, his love child has also come into the picture. So he has a lot going on, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's the kind of uh, deliverance or denouement for all the things that get set up in, uh, in the first series. And now you come back to the second series, you experience a Ralph who is operating at kind of his high velocity you know he is not uh, as green in the job as he was then he is more comfortable in his own skin he knows the lay of the land he knows he, he was an, a, a smooth kind of political operator before but he's operating at a, at a higher level mm -hmm. and I think that's really that's hopefully very satisfying satisfying to play and I hope it's very satisfying to watch is you get a guy who is he's just moving even faster and and making those moves uh, in a kind of even more strategic way. Having said that, domestically, mm -hmm. uh, things, uh, all the threads are being kind of un un unpulled mm -hmm. uh, and being, t being kind of tested and, I suppose, made to feel incredibly vulnerable. And it's very much a kind of tale of that, the, that public side and, and the mm -hmm. very um, intimate, private, complex side um, that, that will kind of... Um, come to pass in, mm. in, in the run of the series, I think. And then, of course, he has at least two, if not three, women in his life trying to pull him in different directions, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Is, does that power battle between Cynthia and Madeleine continue? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's, I, I think it's great. It's great that you start uh, the series and you realise that, he, that they, 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 they've made a choice to make the marriage work, and it really does work. It's a high... You know what I mean? They are... It, it's, it's no accident that... In the first episode, uh, he listens to Madeline's key insight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love that scene with, yeah. with, when they're, they're getting dressed. And that feels like there, there is this um, kind of, uh, you know, completely on a level partnership whereby they are uh, able to advise each other, go toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and she's helping him in the political arena as much as the domestic world. And that's almost how they've found uh, a place for their, for their... Because there's no denying his ambition mm. um so yeah I, I think i think it's interesting i think it's challenging and maybe a bit surprising for people rejoining the, the series that have watched the first one but i think it's very satisfying for what ends up happening in the in 
as, as we go along. Yeah. Well, we were delighted to see that you didn't use the love room for that purpose, yeah. but perhaps <laughs> that will change as the series goes well, on. Well, no, it's good. It's good, that, it's good that that's the there is seed of... There exactly. is some loving. There's some loving, <laughs> some loving at some point. It's okay. good that the seed is in people's minds. You know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I think it's, it's uh, true to say that, you know, it's with Cynthia and Ralph going through this series... Um, I think a lot of people watching the first season sort of wondered at that relationship and that mm. sort of strange mother-son-ish thing. Mm. What, is, what was that? What is that? Um, and that is something that we kind of really explore. I know that in, in the first episode, we, you know, we see a lot of Cynthia the Entertainer, but I think uh, it, her, her story gets a little bit darker and much more personal and intimate as we go through. Mm. And in fact, there is a clue to the real nature of their relationship in the very first episode of the first series that we only discover about what's going on further down the line in this season. Okay. You evil genius. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find Julie to work with so closely? Uh, I mean, I work with her very closely. <laughs> uh, it's great because uh, there's, she's one of a small host of um, a- actresses that when you, you see me on screen, uh, make me look like a giant. <laughs> uh, and then when people meet me in real life, they're very disappointed and <laughs> underwhelmed at my height. Um, no, she's, she's uh, terrific. What, what you see, you know, all that sparkle and that brilliance that is captured on screen, not one uh, iota of it is, is diminished in the flesh. Um, uh, and she's like that all day, every day. So it's just a gas to, to be breathing the same oxygen as this uh, amazing actress, and she always kind of brings not even 110%, probably 157%. <laughs> it's a very specific number. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, she told me to say that. Nikesh, Afrin has possibly had sort of the busiest three years, I yes. suppose. Yeah. You know, we saw him at the end of the first series. He possibly could have gone where or another, but he really has sort of devoted himself to this cause now, hasn't he? Yeah, and I, I think uh, I, I, um, I sp- spoken a bit before about how his journey in series one was kind of boy to man in a lot of ways, growing up politically and personally, um, romantically. Um, and, and by the end, as you said, there's that disillusionment with, uh, well, partly kind of signified in this man, um, the kind of the, the two-facedness of the administration that he's kind of grown up unthinkingly working under. Um, and it pushes him towards this other faction. And as, as, as Paul mentioned, you know, there were many sides to the... Uh, anti-imperialist uh, kind of feeling in India. And people like uh, the two characters that we, we meet in this episode, uh, Kaira Das and Naresh Banerjee, are two such figures that don't believe in peaceful protest. Um, and, you know, specifically in the case of uh, Naresh, when he opens that chest, you realise how far he's prepared to go. So, yeah, in that, in that three years, he's kind of been and seen some of the world, you know, and he's, he's kind of moved away from his cloistered life uh, up the hill in, in, in Simla and kind of been out into the, into the plains and seen, you know, starvation and poverty. And, and as, he, as he has in that scene with Sunni, he kind of has been forced to ask where, where the hell is king and emperor for these people. Mm-hmm. But all of that uh, is, is pulling him in so many different directions. I think, you, you know... I hope you can see that his reaction to the news when he finds out the Viceroy's had a heart attack. He, as much of a freedom fighter as he wants to believe himself, he still has that, like, oh, God, the, the Viceroy nearly, you know, died uh, because of something that I did. Um, and, yeah, and, and it, it's a real joy to play someone who's uh, effectively a double agent um, 
Yeah, exactly. Right. James Bond yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just watched The Departed loads before, <laughs> before series two. Um, and as and, an actor, yeah. for you, you get to wear a nicer suit, you're smoking these little cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a whole different experience for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my suit in series one, I think Henry said... The, the same the, the one the whole time. Yeah, the same one the whole time. Uh, but also... Yeah, it was your character, mate. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, but it, but the, the, the first time we got it, it came back from the tailors and... Uh, <laughs> hey, there was a mistake. The, 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 the chest and the waist were the same. So it was just a door. So, it was so just like a door. So Henry said he looked like a suit that was made for a door. Um, the sleeves were a bit too long yeah, or short. All of that. I and that was all very, yeah. you know... Kind you wore of, it well. Yeah. <laughs> very, that's very he could to wear, even he, yeah. he could wear a door. Put it on. Still looks sexy. Um, <laughs> well... Uh, but no, so it's a very deliberate decision three years later to, to kind of, you know, uh, f in conversation with the costume department to make him uh, someone that kind of walks the walk a bit more and feels much more comfortable in that world than he was in, in series one. Um, and which makes the acts of deception that he, he takes part in even more kind of... It kind of just brings that side out more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was nice... Um, to go from a suit that fit a door to <laughs> being able... And, to and more than one course, suit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> to more than one suit. And, and, and being in the club yeah. as well, you know, they, mm. that's, that's one thing that... Being dad, mum yeah. and dad are in the club. Yeah, the whole, yeah you know, um, and that's something that's changed from, you know, that pivotal moment at the end of, end of the first series for those, those that have seen it. And, and what's quite nice is we come back three years later and it's, it's now become a given, mm -hmm. you know. It's still, still not equal, but there are... Those so things creeping you. in. Yeah. There's still the Union Jack flying outside, Absolutely. isn't there? Yeah. And it seemed to me in that scene, I don't know if this continues, that most of the Indian characters are more on the outskirts. Absolutely, yeah. The British characters are by the piano in the important places. Yeah. So you've got that sort of subtle hint, I guess, yeah. haven't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a real... It was, it was really exciting to kind of... And in a similar way, it, it, the, 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 as the series progresses, it's just about watching. I mean, you've seen the little teaser at the end. It doesn't, it's not a spoiler to say it doesn't get any easier. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it would be a spoiler to ask you if you were involved in some stunts. I guess you must have been. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's a really exciting sort of colour to bring to the show, like Paul was saying, the, the, the thriller ele element of it. Um, and, f you know, for me, uh, as someone that's kind of... Through work, I guess, uh, um, done some research into this period before this job and then through this job, just, just getting to find different stories from the ones that, the, 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 the few that it seems like are hand-picked for us to, you know, which are, which are wonderful and important in their own ways, but, but just to see a different side of, of this whole uh, experience of, of, of the British in India and, and how actually there was a lot more to it than, than we remember now, by and large. And for you as an actor, I, I think there was one scene in particular where you had to do it in two takes because there were some pyrotechnics involved. Is that right? So how was, is that? That's yeah. a lot of pressure, isn't it? But yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I think I, I think, yeah. You're trying to remember if you did it well. I'm trying to figure out how much. I think those those of us involved were probably more nervous than the people closer to the pyrotechnics. Okay. Yeah. And all we had to do was just make sure that we sort of uh, got, got to a specific mark in time. Okay. This is really dangerous. Um, the stunt was dangerous. The stunt was dangerous, yeah, whereas I was worried about running down some stairs and in, in, yeah, in getting to the I might stub my toe yeah, yeah, exactly. on my way to I'm the stunt. I'm very delicate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, that was that was a lot of fun, and, and night shooting with with three cameras set up, and basically like yeah, we we 
We get two goes at this because any more than that and potentially someone's life is at stake. Um, those stairs suddenly become really important. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Aisha, you were named as one of BAFTA's rising stars last year, so congratulations and very good to have you here. Thank you. Um, it's your you... building now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what can you tell us about Sunni? So obviously we saw in the first series she was very outspoken, very passionate, but I think we see a little bit of a different side to her this time around. Is that right? Yeah, I think in the three years she's really matured and she's learned to pick her battles, I think is the most important thing. She still cares very much about independence and... But I think she's realised the way that she can help out is intellectually and she can peacefully try Still whacked her brother in the first episode. Yeah, the anger comes out on him instead of the world. Um, But I think actually most of the trouble she gets into this season is trying to help you out and trying to decide whether she's going to help save him and help him make a decision that isn't going to ruin his life. And you also see... um, quite a hectic love life going on. Yes, so how many men are we involved with? We've got three. Three men on the go. Yeah, okay. yeah, we've got three men on the go. She's making an executive decision. Um, um, and and what, is, what is the difficulty with her choice? Are they very different to each other? Um, she's, her parents are trying to set her up with a good Parsi boy. Um, and she's obviously not going to have any of that. She's not having anyone ruin all her life. Um, and then, I don't know if, I, if I'm allowed to say who the others are. I, I don't know. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> um, one of them is, I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to really Go on, love it out. Love Mr out. Khan of the Similar Times, yep. who makes a reappearance, um, who I think she has a real intellectual bond with. And then, obviously, um, Ian from last year. We saw she, the beginnings of that yeah, in the last she, years, really, didn't we? she really formed a great friendship with him, I think. And so she's in the midst of all of them trying to figure out who's best for her, I think. Great options. Yeah. Great, options. <laughs> great options. She really has them wrapped around her finger as well. And I think perhaps we can give the audience a little exclusive and mention that, that there are two big things that happen um, in this series. There is uh, potentially a wedding and a death, is that correct? Yes. 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 Both of major characters. Yes. Yeah. 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 So is that kind of quite a bold move to, to, to kill off one of your major characters in, in that sense, I guess? Uh, it certainly feels like it. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's... Um, uh, I, 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 I guess it is bold, but I think, it, I think if you're telling a big story, it's important that you um, don't hang on to everyone who you love and, and actually it's part of the pain, part of the, of the passage of time and part of the sense of actually a real cost, there being a real price to be paid in the stories that we're telling <laughs> rather than everybody, you know, all being kind of strangers and extras who may get hurt in, in, our, in our stories, that actually we bring someone who uh, I love, we love, right to the centre of it uh, and, and see them uh, um, die because of something that goes on. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I, I, it feels like, I think, in this sort of show, you've got to do it, and uh, stronger for it. Yeah. And I think I'm correct in saying that you guys don't get all the scripts right at the beginning, so is there a sense that every time you get your bundle of three scripts or whatever it is that you go... It could be you. Is it, it me? Be. Am I still alive? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Big time. We still big feel that. We still feel that. You have a hand on the shoulder. Yeah, just get the coffee. nod. Get the nod. <laughs> I've been meaning to uh, have a word. Just <laughs> um, taking presents every day, don't you? Try and bribe the power. No, just work. Keep yeah. as yeah, quiet as possible. Right Let yeah. Head down. 
Yeah, Paul stopped accepting my gift baskets of uh, muffins. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Um, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, uh, often people uh, would ask, uh, you know, in between series one and series two, like, uh, oh, it must be exciting to meet you, you know. So I'd be like, literally got no idea. And, uh, and then even when you're making it, because, <laughs> because things are changing and, you know, uh, it's, it's a kind of un, uh, an evolving uh, process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, things are still pretty um, hairy and, and exciting and something which you thought was happening gets turned on its head and the other person does the thing and the blah, blah, blah. And, you know. I think it's true that when you do a first series, often you'll have, you know, the writer, you have maybe a year, a year and a half to write the thing. Uh, and if you're lucky enough to get a second series, all that <laughs> lovely planning goes out the window and it's so much album. more yeah second <laughs> album to try. Is, is much less time um which i have to say although it was a little bit hard work is makes it much more exciting and you, you do get bolder i think with your with the jumps that you make yeah um, yeah absolutely i wanted to ask you first of all Aisha, but but to all of you this seems to be a series that is fairly unusual in the sense that there are as many non-white actors as white actors and there's also as many women as men which is pretty rare does it feel that way to you and was it a, a delight to find out that you were in this series that had such sort of equality? It's a massive delight. I'm so proud of the show for having that diversity. And I think it's like a credit to Channel 4 that, you know, they really are pushing diversity, I think, in a lot of their programmes. Um, And just because it's so topical at the moment, and it's nice to be able to say, we were discussing earlier, it's Mm. nice to be able to say, we're not part of that problem. We are showing that diversity, and we don't have to sort of hide away and say, oh, God, well, we're not doing it. Also, as part of like a wider intellectual point, the, the root of why we are still talking about diversity in 2016, you can trace to the stuff that is going yeah. on dramatically in the show mm-hmm. that we yeah. are making. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, it's relevance and also, in a way, it's it being part of the solution in a practical yeah. way. Mm-hmm. It's like the double whammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, no, and, and, and it's, it's really exciting. Um, echo what they said, and also this is original. You know, it's not adapted from anything. It's all come from one terrifying brain. Um, <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, it's not... I remember growing up and every time... Uh, in, in, on, on, on English TV there was a, a, a brown person as a main character you'd get a shout if you'd be upstairs you'd get a shout from mum and dad downstairs <laughs> just to go look look um, and you know it's great to be in a show where you'd be oh no never mind there's loads of them <laughs> uh, yeah. no because, shouting yeah because you know and that it's not that it's not a rarity because yeah. you know we, uh, what happens what can often happen is you know um, will get put into a box as a British Asian actor. Um, I don't love British Asian acting, I love acting. Um, and it's nice to, you know, when the story's right and it's important and um, you've got well-rounded characters, it's, it's, it's lovely to, to be a part of it and, and not kind of be waiting for something to get your teeth into. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and as, and I sh- as Aisha said, it's a credit to all the people involved. Um, New Pictures, Channel 4, and, and Paul Rutman. <laughs>
I think, I mean, not to get too kind of self-congratulatory about it. Um, <laughs> I think we should. I think let's move on from that. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think the thing about this show was that it, it wasn't a box. It's not. A, it wasn't some sort of box tick project. This was. Well, how could know, we? How could we predict it was, the uh, white Oscars in twenty? When did you commission the show? Two years or two years. But um, I, I, uh, you know, I think it was just we were we were just it was a story that uh, Charlie and I and uh, we all uh, had a passion channel whatever to to tell and and that's where the story leads you you know it is a story not just about the you know the, the Brits who who ruled India but the wives they brought out with them mm-hmm. uh, it's not just a story about you know the the British experience but also the the clerks who they brought on side the servants who lived in their houses uh, and those families and that's why we put two families at the centre of the show and they do <laughs> the, the Whelans and the Dalals and their lives are sort of Com, you know, in a hopefully complicated, interesting way, uh, interlinked. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, just to shout out another character, Alice, uh, and Alice's great love story with Afrin is something we explore yeah. in, in this series. And, uh, you know, um, uh, I think she, she carries with her, Alice, that experience that lots of young women had when they went out to India or were raised in India of just mm-hmm. trying to sort of find a version of freedom. All the characters mm-hmm. are looking for freedom in mm-hmm. one sort or another. But she's you know. also, I think, at the beginning, I know we go back to series one here, yeah. but she's, she's made the bravest call at the beginning of series mm-hmm. one. So when you set the scene for Indian summers, she has taken a child to the other yeah. side of the world and without the husband yeah. in 1932. I mean, it's yeah. like, yes. it's completely gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And actually, one of the, I mean, I think Alice's story in knew how gangster she was in real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alice's story in in this series, uh, obviously, at the heart of it is her relationship with our friend. W- w- can they uh, rekindle what seemed to start with such hope at the end of series one? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, there's this rather disturbing marriage, this portrait of a rather abusive husband who never lays a finger on her, but is psychologically fucking her over at every turn. Uh, and um, you know, I found the kind of Strength that Jemima's performance and that Alice finds it. I think that's a, it's a, it's a, it brings a real charge to this, this, this series. Absolutely. I think the case she described it to me once as a sort of Ross and Rachel relationship. Which was good. You know what? Based on his reaction, print that. But fans want you to get together, I suppose, is the point, isn't it? Okay, maybe I might have said that. Yeah, ops, they yeah, do. Yeah. Um, I, I saw I would, someone I nudging it. someone. When they, got, when they had the snog on the balcony, I saw two people go... Yeah. <laughs> um, that was you and me. That was, oh, yeah. It doesn't really count. But that's the, you know, the, this is, this is the, 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 the difficulty. Uh, yeah, Ross and Rachel in a show written by Paul Rutman. <laughs> a bit dark, Might get blown up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I think there's something, you know... Uh, there's something I find very compelling, and I, th- I think a lot of people do about uh, 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 a romance um, in in adversity, um, and yeah, the the, the challenges, um, the kind of happy idealistic place that they got to at the end of episode ten, where there was kind of huge kind of you know shadows of walls in the woods coming to say this is a really bad idea, and they kind of Alice and Alfred said. We're going to try this, um, and then that jadedness that's already kind of crept in here. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know what happens, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I hope the audience will find that as compelling. And that's evolved in in a way that you know, from the, from the almost like uh, teenage love uh, of you know 
of the first series. This is something a bit more mm. adult and uh, and has ramifications as well because she's not just you know she's now Alice Haverstock, but she's she was Alice Whelan. She's Ralph's uh, sister, and that's another uh, relationship that the Ralph and Uffin one that kind of really gets placed on the microscope, you know, and, and I was quite, I was surprised and excited by uh, how quickly the skeletons come tumbling out of the closet for series two, you know, because Paul spent a lot of time layering up the, these, these secrets and now he's, he's got the, the chance them to just on the world, yeah. lay them all out, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to open up to the audience in a moment because I'm sure everyone has lots of questions, but I must just ask a little bit about what it was like to film. So for people who don't know, um, the series actually wasn't filmed in India, it was filmed in uh, Penang in Malaysia. Um, and I guess that had pros and cons for you all, but I don't know if you all want to talk about what that was like with the, the heat, the wildlife in particular. If you're lucky, Nikesh will show you a video on his phone later with a snake, I'm sure. Um, so um, Aisha, how about you? What was it like for you? What, what are the pros and cons of working out there? Well, I absolutely loved it because unlike these guys, I didn't have to wear a three-piece suit. True. And sari <laughs> is very cool. Um, and it's just amazing to be like halfway across the world and get to travel around, which I did a lot of last year. And I think it allowed us all to form a really special bond as well when we were there because we all we had, basically. So we got stuck with each other. So it was nice to be able to, you know form that sort of friendship. And it's for, what, six months altogether? Yeah, six yeah. Months. and do you go home in that time? I was able to go home. Mm -hmm. um, these guys, not so much, <laughs> no, because they don't really have the time. But, yeah, yeah I got the best of both worlds. So. By the end of October, I was missing, um, not so much now, but I was missing coats, boots, yeah. like pie and mash. <laughs> I, I want to go back to Penang now. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the heat. And, and, of course, the one thing that... By and large, you're, you're trying not to show uh, in a show set in a hill station is uh, sweat. profuse sweat. It's supposed to be very cool. Like. So there's a great, yeah. there's somewhere, someone somewhere has got, probably compiled a really horrible sort of super outtake cut. super cut of just like, just dabbing <laughs> of, yeah. And, and, and many like fans. fans yeah. and, you'll be in a yeah. scene and you'll just see yeah. drip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you kind of go cut and then <laughs> to drip. Yeah. Um, but it, which also kind of cheeses me off because I think when people watch it, they think that like I don't know, we just all the characters kind of like glide into scenes. Like, <laughs> got a drink placed there, just yeah. put it down. Okay, it yeah. So what's going sweat. on? Yeah. And uh, and in actual fact, you know, I'm an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah. I'm like completely disgusting. It's just like there's, there's like there'd be like five tissues stuck to my face right before they Whip say action. Before. I peel them off. There's like bits of tissue all over my face. <laughs> Go in powder, powder. I can hold it down just enough for a bat for a take, and then they go cut and they go, fuck! <laughs> People don't understand the torture you go through if you want to. torture, it's just I think we make it look a bit cool. And then, you know, I mean, cool in both ways. Yeah. Cool and cool. Um, and, and also, the, like, the, very right. Um, the, other, the other thing about Penang is um, weirdly, not, not weirdly, you know, this is what happened, it, had, it has its own colonial past. And and we we filmed in buildings from that period. So the yeah. club mm -hmm. was you know this. It's old, been everything, hasn't it? It's yeah. been a school. It's been a boarding school. Yeah. Hotel. 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 Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the product you know production team basically kind of reclaimed it from the jungle. Um, and it was covered, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Chottipool as well, the Whelan House, mm -hmm. the similar story. Um, so that's great. You know, you're, you're turning up and you're not. Um, and we have some sets that are constructed, but by and large, we're f filming on these 
amazing locations and as soon as you fill them with people and that's it does half mm. your job mm. for you nicer than being in a studio in yeah, I don't know, south london or something yeah, 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 yeah. And, and can we talk about the wildlife a little because i mean you know these are not little snakes and spiders these are proper poisonous nasty creatures right yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. the dengue <laughs> fever we're most scared of oh, the dengue fever yeah. 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 Did any of you guys get dengue? No, that's no. not. A lot of people so. did. Everybody yeah. <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah all, we did have a lot of people on the crew. I got a pa- I got kind of parasite. You may notice uh, <laughs> one of the character choices I made in the series was to lose weight throughout the series. <laughs> <laughs> so I lost because of your inner turmoil. I lost. A st- I I just decided to lose a stone. That was just one of the things that me and the parasite that I picked up in <laughs> Jakarta decided we were going to do. So it's a big character, and you know what, BAFTA? It's the kind of thing that gets you nods. So. <laughs> Last time I checked, all you needed was... A parasite. Uh, well, you know, exactly. A bit of extreme His weight, weight loss, yeah. specifically beard. for the character, yeah. or a beard, yeah. or both. And uh, ding-dong, you're talking straight gong city. <laughs> I, should, I assume you're head of the voting panel now? Yeah, so? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll sort you out. Inside right. job. I don't need to even ask. <laughs> Last year it was a broken ankle. The seal power. I thought we were okay. bound by legal, legal not to mention the football match that the director yeah. of the first block of the first series made us play, in which I broke my foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> toe, toe. Let's toe. Toe. big it up. I literally, I beg, you not, you I beg not to play. I beg not to play. I said, I don't want to play. I'll get injured. And then, and then and you then, did play. I, played, I got injured straight away with no shoes on. Oh, God. You, was, you always leave that bit out, the stupid yeah, yeah, thing yeah. that you did. It was, it was 2014. People were feeling loose back then. It was, <laughs> it was a crazy time. It felt natural. It was also 40 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're delighted that everybody made it home in one piece, thank goodness. Um, well, no, one stone lighter. Uh, one yeah. stone lighter, but in one piece, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do we have any questions? Can you just um, identify yourself? There are microphones, so if you just wait for a microphone to come to you and just uh, let us know who you are, that would be great. So there's one over there. This is for Paul Rotman specifically. Um, I'm an autistic woman, and I noticed that Sarah Rayworth seemed to have some similar traits, particularly in her social interactions with other characters. Did you set out to portray someone with autism? Um, That's an amazing question. That's a a great question. Uh, I I, I didn't. Um, It's never occurred to me before you've said it, but I think there is... I, I, yeah, I, there is. I, she, she, she is based on someone, and um, that rings true. Mihir Bose, uh, it's for Paul. Um, Paul, um, in doing what you've done, um, you said you started off by having, rather than just do the British in India, having two families. Um, um, obviously, um, the British were conquerors, and the Indians were conquered. And um, the two questions, really. One is, this reminds me of what Leo Amory, Secretary of State in Churchill's wartime cabinet, said towards the end of the war that the whole thing would have been very much different if the British had allowed Indian um, ruling classes and the princess to marry British women and produce a more virile um, race. And the second question is, are you not in danger in that sense of the way you're putting it and the heightened interaction between the British and the Indians of uh, equating the conquered and the conqueror? Um, uh, I don't entirely understand the second question, but um, I think in response to the first question, um, I, think, uh, I, I think that sort of goes to the heart of the British problem after um, 
after after the Indian Mutiny, doesn't it? The, after the 19th century, when um, during the, when um, uh, I think up, up to that point, the British working for the East India Company felt very comfortable with their intermarrying um, and took Indian wives and uh, and and you know thrived out in India. And then after that, after the mutiny or the Indian Rebellion, as some people like to call it, there was a very different, there was a change overnight, a change of perception that suddenly the Indians were the danger for the Brits. Um, and the, uh, I think there was a feeling that they should be kept at arm's length. And in a strange way, I think almost uh, by the time you get to the, 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 the period that this show is made, uh, the attitude out there is almost more Victorian than it was during mm. the Victorian years, you know. Uh, and so, so attitudes uh, hardened and calcified. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think the voice of the, of the point that you're articulating mm. is played by Aisha Kala in the show. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, those are, that's one of the things that you bring to the dichotomy of... of mm. Well, the, 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 the Lals mm. sort of end up living that question, um, you know, and... We have that yeah, argument a lot, I think, in mm. this. Week. Kind of treading on eggshells because we don't want to say how it how it plays out, yeah. but that you know, within one family, um, and a kind of an untried, uh, uh, intelligent, reactionary young woman, um, someone who's uh, started out as a kind of uh, pen pushing low order of the administration, mm. but suddenly finds himself elevated by that administration, but then also taken in by guys that, um, that feel that they can use him for, to accelerate the process of, of, uh, of, of getting the Brits out of India. Um, and then, and then as, as, as Paul said, the, the parents' generation, and you know, it's, uh, you, picked, you deliberately picked a Parsi family because mm. of you know, that relationship they were, yeah. that they, they had and yeah. the, the, the attitudes they had. So it is examined. I mean, I think at the heart of the, uh, the series, essentially it's about exploring the very complicated bond between India and Britain that, that goes on now. You know, I think it's probably worth noting yeah. this is just the first episode of yeah. 10 in the second series, and, and you know, obviously nothing is confirmed at the moment, but you do have plans for future series, hopefully, yeah. if that happens. So I'm sure those things are going to be explored in, in much more detail, aren't they, as we go along? So two questions is my last question. Six first questions. of all... <laughs> First of all, why did you not film it in India? What was the reason for not doing that? Penang's a lovely place, but there's fantastic places in India which you could have done this, I guess. Um, and secondly, for Paul, you had this idea how many years ago? How did you get to where we are now? How many years did it take you from having the idea to getting here? Uh, well, the answer to the first question is, uh, I mean, our first point of of call was to go to India and to explore the, op the possibilities of filming out there. I think the, 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 the problems we found was that uh, uh, Shimla, as it now is, is a very popular tourist hub. Uh, it's, a, it's uh, I think, fair to say, a modern, teeming uh, tourist small city uh, with a population of five times the number that was uh, back then. A lot of those old buildings have gone. Um, and we found ourselves in a position where, logistically, we would have to start filming some in Delhi and some bits in Shimla. Uh, we looked at other uh, parts of India as well. We looked down south in uh, Kunur and Uti in Tamil Nadu. Uh, we looked in uh, Munar in, uh, in Kerala um, and also uh, thought about Missouri. So we, we kind of did our homework. Um, I think the problem was that, logistically, it was going to be very tough. It was going to be very tough and uh, would require kind of two, it's rather technical, but two centres of operations, one in Delhi, one in the city, one in the hill station. The beauty about um, uh, Penang is that uh, to get to the hill, 
is 20 minutes on a funicular, which these guys are sick and tired of, but I still <laughs> actually quite enjoy. It's a more contained uh, environment. Uh, added to that, you know, uh, there's a large Indian uh, population in Malaysia. Um, so we, we, we have that uh, at our disposal. You know, uh, it's a modern city. It's a very comfortable place to live. You know, um, and so I think you know, and the, and the infrastructure, the filming infrastructure, has been great. So, uh, and, and I suppose finally, you'd have to say that we found all those buildings on Penang Hill, which were as if kind of preserved in aspect. No one had touched them. There had been a moratorium on buildings since like the 1960s. Uh, and so, you, you know, homesick Brits back then built the same building wherever they were, whether they were in India or. or Malaysia, and so there is a rather alarming similarity of sort of suburban Mokchuda bungalow, whether you're in Malaysia or in, in Shimla. So, um, in fact, you know, I think it, it, was, it was a kind of uh, a cost-benefit analysis in the end, and it just felt like the benefits uh, uh, won through for Penang. You know, uh, in terms of the time, I don't know what was it. There was I sort of the years all just kind of blur into one. But let's say it was kind of late 2013. Is that right? 12 or 13. So, yeah, very short period of time. It was, it was a short. We were very lucky. Channel 4 were, uh, were, were fantastically supportive from the get go. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we, yeah, we were on the move pretty fast. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. So, it just remains for me to thank our guests once again. So, thank you very much to Aisha, Nikesh, Paul, and Henry.